Welcome to New Covenant Church. You're listening to this week's message by Senior Pastor Chris Valdez. If you have your Bible with you, uh, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11, and we'll get there in just a minute. But I wanted to start out by asking you a question, and that question is, if you've ever heard the expression, either I'm shaking or I'm trembling in fear, that, you know, we as human beings can literally, uh, you know, we have physical reactions to what's going on around us, both physically and spiritually. We can literally shake uh, or tremble in fear uh, or shake because of of things being out of control or outside of our control um, and not knowing what to do or how to cope with those things. And a, a lot of it is based on things that are happening around us, circumstances in our life, a tragedy that may have occurred in your life. Maybe you lost a, a very dear person in your life or family or a child and it literally shook you to your core or a fear of an impending event, uh, the, just a fear of something that may happen but hasn't happened yet. Or maybe it's something that comes in the 24 by 7 news cycle that's reporting just issues um, and tragedies all around the world every moment of every day. And it just has gotten to an overwhelming point that you literally feel like you're shaking because of what's going on in the world uh, that we can't do anything about. There's so many different things that might cause us to shake or tremble. And I shared a word with you from Hebrews 12 back in December uh, in the Good News series that was part of the Christmas message. And we looked at Hebrews chapter 12. And there's a verse in there that says that we can glorify God because we, we are serving in an unshakable kingdom. That God's kingdom is unshakable. And so as I read that back in December, I knew and I, I kind of expanded on it a little bit, but I knew then that the Lord was going to bring me back to that. And, and he is in this series and we're going to be looking this morning and over the next couple of weeks at this unshakable kingdom and how it affects us both in our physical and spiritual lives. And this morning, uh, I want to start out in verse uh, in chapter 11. If you were here last week as Akiva Cohen shared a word. Uh, he shared a kind of on a whole other topic, but he was in Hebrews chapter 11 and I was already preparing this message, uh, regarding Hebrews chapter 12, but there was a reference in chapter 11 that proceeds and leads up to what's happening in 12. So I wanted to start there this morning and it's in verse 10. If you're there in your Bible, if not, it'll be up on the screen. It says, for he, Abraham was looking forward to the city that has foundations whose designer and builder is God. Abraham was looking ahead and and Akiva talked about how he literally saw, you know, whether it was in a dream or a vision or just God uh, showed it in his mind, but he literally saw and, and saw this foundation, this building that God was building, the city that he was building where God was both the architect and the builder. And as we've been going through this building process, and, and as I was reading this scripture, it kind of made me think about it. And, and we don't have the same, the same person is not our architect and builder. We have an architect and then we have a general contractor. And even the general contractor is not the builder. He's going to subcontract all the different pieces out. And this general contractor and these subcontractors are going to have to work with that architect and try to make sure that what they produce is what the architect had in mind. 
And that they're going to have lots of questions. We've already gone through rounds and rounds of, well, what's this mean? And what do they mean by this? And, well, that needs to be here and this needs to move. And, and it's just this long process. And the hope is that when we get done, we'll build and actually have what we planned. But what this verse in Hebrews tells us is that God himself is both the architect and the builder. There's no place for miscommunication. There's no place for for him to get confused or off track. He is going to build and he has been building and will complete a work that is exactly what he architected. It's going to be exactly what he built. And this was Abraham looking ahead at a city who God was creating in advance, whose architect and builder was the father himself. And then we go into Hebrews chapter 12. And let's take a look now at what this foundation that is designed and built by God provides us as believers. Hebrews 12, starting in verse 26, says, Now he has promised, and he's talking about God the Father, he's promised yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken. That is, things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. The author of Hebrews calls us to worship and be grateful that we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Everything that can be shaken is going to pass away. Nothing shakable will remain. So that thing that cannot be shaken may, so that they can remain, the kingdom of heaven will remain. It is unshakable. And the foundations were laid by God. He was the architect and the builder and they will remain. But everything else will go away. And what I want us to think about this morning is what does this unshakable kingdom and foundation look like in each of our individual lives? How does this impact each of us? And one place that we can look for an explanation is a parable that Jesus himself shared. And it's found in Luke chapter 6. And you can turn there. It'll also be up on the screen. But it's a familiar story to many of us. In Luke 6, verse 46, Jesus says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. So in Hebrews and Luke, we just found that God and his kingdom are unshakable. But as I said a minute ago, I want us to look at how this truth affects us and that the God that we serve and the kingdom he has called us to to live in is unshakable. We just read Jesus's words telling us that if we'll come to him and have a relationship with him and know him and hear his words, hear his voice and do what he says and respond to him. Then we'll be like a man 
who built his house on the rock, who dug deep until he found that rock that's unshakable. And then when the wind blew and the flood arose and caused the stream to break through its banks and rushed against it, it could not be shaken. It would not fall. And I want to point out that oftentimes I think we read this story or when I read this story before, you kind of think, well, if he's on the rock. It's not shaken. It doesn't fall. That it was easy to go through the storm. But if you think about what it's talking about, a flood coming, a, a torrential rain coming, thunder and lightning and wind, the house didn't fall, but you would have gone through the storm. It literally says the, the, the river, the stream breaks its banks and rushes against it. So the water was pounding the house. It would have been a scary thing to be in that house. It went through the storm. It didn't get to skip through the storm. It didn't just not have any struggles, not have any pain. It went through the storm. But it wasn't shaken because it was on the rock. On Jesus Christ, a foundation that cannot and will not be shaken and will not fall. And it stood because of that. So we don't escape the storm, but we can make it through the storm if we're in Jesus Christ. But what he said is, we have to know him, hear him, and respond to him to be on that foundation. Otherwise, it says, uh, you're one of those people who call him Lord, but don't do anything that he says. And he says, anyone who hears these words but doesn't do them is like somebody who just builds their house on the sand with no foundation. And when that storm comes and that river breaks through its banks, it's going to be washed away and its ruin will be great and nothing will be left. It'll be shaken away. But there's a foundation in Jesus Christ that if we root ourselves in that, nothing can shake us. We can go through any storm because we have Jesus Christ, the unshakable King of kings and Lord of lords in us who will not be shaken. That's the kingdom that we are in. That's where God has brought us into, into a kingdom that will not, cannot and never will be shaken. The foundation is literally God himself. And it's through our relationship in Jesus Christ. We can find hope and courage and strength in these words, in this parable that Jesus shared. When we find ourselves in the middle of the storm, no matter what tragedy may occur, no matter what uh, circumstances that we go through, as long as we know, hear and respond to Jesus Christ we'll know that we're on that foundation that the Father not only architected but built and will not be shaken. We can stand firm, unshakable. The Father is the architect and builder of our life. I love how it started out, just to reiterate that Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you're not doing anything that I'm telling you to do? He can't be our Lord unless we're being obedient to him. We're lying to him and to ourselves. He went on to say, if you know me, hear me and respond to me and actually do what I'm leading you to do. You won't just be paying me lip service. You'll be a son. You'll be a daughter of the father. And you'll be like the wise man who built his house on the rock and cannot be shaken. This is so important and we can't miss this point. 
the whole parable describing this man who's on the unshakable foundation only applies to those who have submitted to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Those that know him, hear him, and respond to him. If you have your Bible, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. It'll, it'll also be on the screen if you don't. But now that we're getting a better understanding of, of God's unshakable kingdom and this unshakable foundation that we can be in in Christ Jesus, I want us to look at what being on this foundation actually provides us in our day-to-day Christian walk. It literally gives us the grace to be the person that he's called us to be, that he's gifted us individually to be. And it also gives us the grace to allow those around us to be who he's called them to be and gifted them to be. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 5, it says, And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Who's it given to? Each. Are you in each? We're all, if we are in Christ, you're in each. Nobody's left out. To each one, to everyone called by God, to everyone who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for who? Common good. So is it for us to keep and hold? Have you heard of that old song, you know, I've got a light and I'm going to let it shine? You've been given a gift by God to be used for the common good. I'm not going to cover it up. I'm not going to hide it. I'm going to let it shine. You have a gift. God has given you a gift to serve him in his unshakable kingdom. And only you can use that gift with him. And it's going to be different from anybody else. It's going to be unique from anybody else. And he's called you to use it for the common good of the body. For to one is given through the spirit, the utterance of wisdom and to another, the utterance of knowledge, according to the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another, the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another, various kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Verse 27, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Does everyone, is everyone going to be a teacher? No. Are all going to work miracles? No. Do all possess gifts of healing? No. Are everybody going to speak in tongues? No. Do all interpret? No. But guess what? Everybody's got something. You have a gift that God has gifted you. And he's calling you to use it. So you may not have everyone in that list. You may have one. You may have two. But he has gifted you. 
to use it for the common good of the body. But earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you still a more excellent way. And that more excellent way that he's referring to there is love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is known as the love chapter, and that's what immediately follows this verse. And we're not going to get into that this morning. But what I want us to see here is that God, through the Holy Spirit, has architected, has designed and built each of us uniquely in his kingdom. And we're all called, all gifted in a unique way to serve him and to be a part of the body that no one else can be. I think last year ago, or it may have even been further back in that, I shared a message about that, us being the body of Christ. And that scripture, it mentions like as one uh, a hand or is one's a foot, one's an eye, you know, and, and is one body part going to say, man, I wish I was the eye, not the foot, you know. But one of the things that I broke down in that message is, you know, at that time, they didn't know as much as we know about the human body. The body's actually made up of, and I, I think it was like trillions, it's certainly billions upon billions of cells, you know, that all come together. And, and what I saw in that when I studied that for that last message was that, you know, we, all, we have all these cells and we literally have new cells regenerating daily and we've got cells that are dying. But they're all part of the same body. And what, what I felt like God showed me in that was that, that these cells that, that have died in our body, we've got cells that are no longer with us. They were part of our body. They were part of our makeup of who we were uh, before. And they did their function, but now they've died and gone away. And now we've got new cells and they're in us right now. And they're doing the job that they've been called to do. But they're going to die as well. And new cells are going to come up. And they're going to be, we're going to have cells in us next week that aren't here today. That's the body of Christ. And that's what's in Hebrews. It says every saint before has come and they've done their part. And they've looked ahead to what God was doing. And now we're part of that same body. And we're going to be here. And Lord willing, if he comes back, we'll be the last one. If not, there's going to be saints upon saints upon saints being part of the same body of Christ. And every single cell, every single one of us is called to do our part, our function. And if we don't do it, we're going to be a disabled body of Christ. We're going to have an arm that doesn't work or a foot that doesn't work or eyes that don't work. And we can't look at each other and say, well, I want to be like them. I don't want to be the part that God made me to be. He made you to be exactly who you were supposed to be. And you have been gifted with exactly what you needed to be gifted to do exactly what he called you to do. Not any more, not any less. And with him, with Christ in us, we can do exactly what he called us to do. And what he architected, what he planned to build before the foundation of the world is going to be built exactly like he planned with all of these things put together. And nothing is going to be out of place. But each of us is called to walk in that gifting for the common good of the believers. I have an example that I want to use to illustrate this point. I've got two glasses filled with some water here. One's red and one's blue. And the blue is supposed to represent us before we came to Jesus Christ. When we were dead in our sins, uh, lost in our transgression. You're going to wait on that one. <laughs> you go to a blank one. Slide, sorry about that. Um, so, hey, we'll get there in a second. Um, so anyway, this, this would be us pre-Jesus Christ. Still dead in our transgressions. The word says... 
we didn't just need someone to help us out. We didn't need, uh, you know, somebody to just fix, fix where we were broken. We were totally dead, totally lost. We needed a Savior who could literally resurrect our spirits from the dead. And Jesus Christ, with his blood, came in and he changes us totally into a new creation. Something that never existed before. We're something new. And not only are we something new, we're something more. When he comes in, he totally changes us. He takes us from death to life and he makes us a new creation. But what I want us to understand this morning is each one of us, not only are we in a new creation, we're a unique new creation. If I had a different color in this before I poured in the red, it would be a different color. We're not all the same color. We're not all gifted the same. We're not all called to do the same thing. We're each uniquely gifted and called for a specific purpose. And the only thing that we're responsible to do is what we are called to do. We don't have to worry about anybody else. We need to know and hear and respond to Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, if I'm your Lord, if you know me, if you hear me, if you respond to me, you will be on a rock that is unshakable. And if you know who you are in Christ Jesus, it doesn't matter what anybody else around you is doing. It doesn't matter what anybody else is saying. You can be on a firm foundation and you don't have to be like someone else. Your gifting doesn't have to look like someone else. You will serve him just as he called and created you to be because that's who you are in Christ Jesus. You can pull up that next slide now. So this slide gives an example of one spot on a color wheel. So you've got that one dot of purple. Pretend it's the same as that one. (laughs) But there's limitless spots on that color chart that are all unique. But then when you pick that spot, then there's a whole new thing of color for that color to change. When, when Jesus Christ calls us, he transforms us. And we're going to read some other scriptures here in just a moment. But it says that we're transformed from glory to glory to glory. He's constantly transforming us. He's constantly changing us. So there's a moment where we're taken from death to life. There's a moment that we can all look back. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, if you made him Lord of your life, there was a moment where he changed you, where he made you more than you were ever before, where he took you from death and made you alive and made you a shade that you had never been before. And it was a unique shade that the, the word tells us in Psalms that he formed us in our mother's womb. He knit us. He gifted us. He created a spirit. Even though it was going to be dead apart from him, it was a unique spirit. And when it's mixed with Jesus Christ, it's a new, unique creation. And no one else is that creation. But you don't stay this shade. He says, I'm going to come and I'm going to continue to work on you. I'm going to continue to transform you. And you are going to be transformed from glory to glory to glory to be like Christ. And to be the part of the body of Christ and to use the gift that he's given each one of us uniquely for the common good of the body. And to be that part that no one else can be. Hebrews 11 said that God is the architect and the builder. 
He architected you before the foundation of the world and he's in the process of building you. He's in the process of transforming you. In Hebrews 12 verse 2 it says that Jesus is the founder and perfecter of our faith. He's the author and the finisher. And I want to explain by what I mean when I said God gives us the grace to be who he called us to be and that he gives us the grace to let others be who he called them to be. Just like that example, when Jesus brings us to life, we become something totally new. And what I want you to consider is that shade, that combination of colors creates different shades. And when Jesus began transforming each of us, he combined himself with us. The spirit that God created in us and made that unique color, that unique mixture He took us from death to life and made you a unique creation in him. There's no other shade like you. There's no other shade like you. There's no other creation like you. And he said, I need you to be the part that I called you to be for the common good of the body of Christ. We have to live in the grace that he's given us and trust him and step out in faith when he calls us, even though it may be different from what he's calling everyone around us to do. Even people with the same gifting will be called to use it differently. And we also have to have the grace for those around us. Don't expect other people to look like you or use their gifting like you use yours. They're different They're a different shade on the color wheel. I can look back at my walk and God has transformed me and transformed me and transformed me and continues to and will continue to until the day I die. But I can look at five years ago and ten years ago and see where I was and God had patience and grace and mercy, unlimited patience, waiting for me to get it. But then we look at someone else who may have the same gifting as us or be trying to do the same thing. And maybe they just started and we say, you need to get here right now. (laughs) Get your act together. And God's looking at it and says, it took you 20 years. And I was patient with you. I had grace for you. I had mercy for you. And I have the same grace and mercy and patience for them. They're going to get there. So when we look around, don't compare yourself to others and know that you can have grace for yourself, that we're all still works in progress. He's still taking us from glory to glory to glory. He's still continuing to transform us, but he's also doing it with the rest of the body. But we all have to serve. We all have to know, hear and respond to him and say, Lord, what are you calling me to do today in the body of Christ with the gift that you gave me to be used in the way that you called me to use it that's different from everybody else? Second Corinthians 3.18 says, But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image 
from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Guess what? The architect and builder is doing it. He's doing a work in us that we could never do on our own. The same way we couldn't save ourselves, we can't transform ourselves. But He is at work continually transforming us into the, to the people He has called us to be in His kingdom. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is past and the new has come. And Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. If we're in Christ, we have been brought from death to life. And are continually being transformed from one degree of glory to another. From one shade to another shade. God has the patience and understanding and grace to walk with us in this. And he's calling us to know, hear and respond to Jesus Christ. So that we can be on the unshakable foundation. And to submit to his lordship and follow him. And that will give us the freedom to walk in the unique gifting and calling he has called us to. And also give us the grace for others to walk in their calling. When you know who you are in Christ, you're not worried about anybody else. If you're confident in who he made you to be, other people walking in their gifting doesn't shake your confidence. We'll actually rejoice in that. We'll be excited that God is using them as part of the body to do the part that we could never do. In Chuck Swindle's book called Grace Awakening, he refers to people who don't allow others freedom in their giftings as grace killers. It's kind of a hard term. It's like, oh, how many people have I been in their life as a grace killer? who I looked at what they were doing and said, that's not the right way. I know I've done it in my home (laughs) to my family time and time and time again. This is the right way to do it because it's the way I was gifted to do it. Well, guess what? They're different. There's more than one way to do it. And God gives us the grace and what he refers to as people who have been, who have received grace and know how to give grace is a grace minister. And we'll talk about that more in the coming weeks. But my prayer this morning is that we leave this morning with an understanding that when we encounter and receive Christ, it's a transforming work, a life changing work that takes us from death to life. And starts us on a process of transformation that is going to continue for the rest of our lives. We are gifted and called to minister in his kingdom, his unshakable kingdom. But each of us are gifted and called in a unique way. Even if you have the same gifting. If you go to the Old Testament and look, compare the lives of the prophets. Some were encouragers, some were hard, some were uh, did crazy stuff. But each one of them had a relationship with the Father, heard the voice of the Father, and did exactly what the Father said. So one prophet was different from another prophet, but they were both prophets. Two encouragers are going to encourage differently. Two prayer warriors are going to pray differently. 
as many differences of gifts and as many differences of people, there's going to be different ways. And not only is that okay, is that okay, that is the way that God intended it. It's exactly the way he planned it. So each of us, our only responsibility is to have a relationship with the Father. And that relationship is made possible by the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ, who not only died, but came to this world to save us. And now he's in us, the unshakable son of God. If you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior is in you. And he makes you unshakable if you know him, hear him and respond to him. And there's no way that you can have that identity in Christ and be worried about your neighbor. You're going to rejoice that they're being the part of the body that God created them to be. And you're going to be totally focused and consumed on being the part of the body he called you to be. Let's respond to Jesus Christ today and every day. And allow each other the freedom to do the same. And then we'll all be standing firm on a solid rock. The unshakable kingdom. And we can all say the same thing that David did in Psalm 16, verse 8. He said, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. We all have that same ability. We've all been given that same opportunity. All we have to do is respond. Will you bow with me as we close in prayer? There's two ways that we're going to respond to this word this morning. One is if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you know that you're not on that foundation, you can do that this morning. You can receive Him and believe in Him. And He'll become that rock. He'll, he'll be your foundation from now through all of eternity. And the other is that if He is your Lord and Savior, He's calling you to a deeper relationship with Him. He's calling you to hear his voice and he's calling you to respond to him. There's a variety of service, but the same Lord, a variety of activities, but the same God. And he's given through the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, a gift to each one of us. And my prayer this morning is that each one of us will ask the Lord, what have you gifted me with? What are you calling me to use for the common good of the whole body? No matter how uncomfortable it may be, no matter how much it may test my faith, Lord, I'm going to respond to your voice. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to use the gifting, the unique gifting that you have placed in me to be the part of the body that only I can be with you. Father, open our eyes to see your kingdom. Open our ears to hear your voice. And give us the grace to respond in faith. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For more information or to listen to past sermons, go to newcovenantlampasses.com.